0: Hello and welcome back to Super Necessary. In uh, today's episode, we're going to go over uh, yesterday's two, uh, UFC 259. I can't speak properly, I'm so tired. Um, yesterday's UFC, uh, are you going to say? What's wrong with <laughs> this, me? This could be chaotic, folks. Stick with me. Yeah. So we're going to go over <laughs> UFC 259. There you go. Uh, the latest MMA news and some listener questions. Uh, so let's jump straight into it with 2FC like yeah, that one. yeah. Um, prelims we didn't see the early prelims um, yeah. weren't able to get fight pass on the telly basically so we we didn't watch them so uh, the ESPN prelims uh, Kai Cara France beat Ruggiero uh, Bontoran uh, a nice little knockout which confused the shit out of me Um. Didn't see it coming. Thought it was over four or five times for Bontogen. Uh, and then Cara France knocks him out with a walk-off and Herb Dean has a bit of a brain fart. Yeah, exactly that. I, I think it's going to
1: get everybody fans talking again regarding Herb Dean and his ability to do his job. But I mean, I think the reason it's confusing is because he didn't signal that the fight was over. He was kind of checking them almost yeah He didn't wave his hands as you'd usually see I think that probably confused a lot of people but he, anyone could tell that fight was over he literally when he when he finished him he went down head first you know he head planted him I'd say and you know I think he's had a bit of time to recover when he's laid down and Kyra Francis went to go and finish it for the second time uh, but you see when he got up he was still wobbly so Regardless, you know, the, the the fight was was over. Um, it would have been ridiculous for it to carry on, and Herb Dean would have been questioned even more if it did.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, I thought it was over three or four times for Bontorin. Um, is is BJ Jabers was really good to be fair, hmm. and um, he just, you know, he was. C- Carlo France was just kind of stopping it every time he could, which fair play to him. Uh, it didn't look like the greatest defence, but it worked, and obviously he managed to get up and and spark him, cheer him. Um, absolutely, like nothing, so absolutely.
1: Some really about to keep composed and you know not feel drowned by the jiu-jitsu of Bonten, you know, and to come back and, and knock him out. It's you know everyone was a, a
0: great comeback and. That, that was a great comeback, yeah. Um, catch weight, um, I ask, uh, ask, ask there Yeah, you know. I thought it was, uh, and Joseph <laughs> Benavides. I thought I read it wrong, to be honest. Um, <laughs> it's because his, his first name's similar to his second name, you know, you just as yeah, adding both, the off, <laughs> both ask, aren't you? So, uh, yeah. yeah, sort your names out, um, <laughs> yeah, um. Pretty straightforward that one 30 27 and 230 uh, sorry 2 30 27s on a 30 26 um yeah I don't know if it was necessarily a 30 26 fight but yeah I thought I have won every round um yeah look comfortable Didn't look troubled um just a shame that it was catchweight. otherwise you'd be you'd be looking at a, a good contender there
1: yeah I'd, i agree I think uh... Benavidez. it didn't really know how to approach the fight by Lucre. He's quite a jumping in and winging punches and he's very, very telegraphed and how he was moving and fighting, basically. has done really well. He's been a top opponent. You know, he's been in the game for, for a while. I think Benavides was number two, is it? And Asgharov was three. So it's definitely... Um, Definitely a possibility that he, that he could get the next title after that.
0: That's it. I say it's just whether Dana will give him a title shot after after missing weight. Yeah, um, yeah. It's,
1: it's similar with Figueredo, and I think I think Johny to brought up about he he was struggling so, to make weight, and then now he's getting yeah. it under control. So it's, it's similar. The similar, you know, you gotta you gotta get your weight right, otherwise, th- well, this is what happens. You know.
0: That's it. I mean, you know, it's all well and good being prepared for the fight and stuff like that, but a fighter's one main priority when they're in that fight camp is to make sure that they're in weight. Yeah. You know, imagine that. Imagine that was a title shot. He would have just lost the title shot. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. I think that's why figure got brought up
1: because you know he lost the opportunity to fight for the title or the opportunity mm. to win the title for that reason because he missed his weight. So I think it's. Think we need to see improvement with it all around the fighters that yeah. are you know known for missing weight because it's it's a big, bigger loss. You know, even if you win, you're still you losing your your and you're losing the possibility of a, a title fight if that's in place. So Yeah.
0: Um next Bantam weights, uh, Carla Phillips and Sangy Dong. Um Sanggy Dong. <laughs> Sang, song, fucking, I don't care about that. Um, all I care about is that both them boys can take
1: a hit. Oh, yeah, crazy. That, that kick, that ph- Philips hit song with, a lot of people would go down after. And, again, Phillips took a few good shots, you know, your dong can knock people out. That's that insanity, right, does it? <laughs> we know your dong. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say song now
0: because it's, then, I, I didn't think, yeah, I didn't think we'd be talking about my dog knocking people off the Yeah, of
1: the yeah, I think we'll call him Song, because just calling by his, his last name, you know, sounds, yeah, yeah not, not, not the right way. But anyway, it was a really good fight, back and forth, you know, they both went in there, they were trying to knock each other's heads off. Um, I don't know, did this disc I fight at the night, I'm not too sure, it was pretty good fight anyway, um, I, I enjoyed it.
0: I mean, oh, no, nice, one a, of the a, a um, yeah, one of the prelims got Fight of the Night, uh, the ones that we didn't see. So, Kennedy Enz, Enz, Jehu, I'm not quite sure how to pronounce <laughs> that one. That's not on me being tired, that's just a difficult name to pronounce. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Carlos Olberg was Fight of the Night. And then Performance of the Night, I can already say, because one was on the early prelims, one was the first fight. So, Kai Carafrance and Uros Medic got a, uh performance of the
1: night. Right, okay. Um not too bad, nice little fifty, yeah. 50 G's for them.
0: Yeah. But Carla was yeah, Carla looked good. Um
1: I, I think Carla's definitely wants to keep your eye on as well now. He's he's really coming up and making his presence known in that division so Yeah.
0: Yeah
1: definitely keep um, an eye out for him.
0: And then sticking with Bantam Wheat in the final prelim. Was, um Dominic Cruz and Casey Kenny a uh, split decision for Dominic um didn't see it as a split myself I don't think I, I don't I don't think Casey done enough to win the fight um you know which is a shame he come off of could I think I'm not sure if it was his last time out but he beat Nathaniel wood
1: yeah um, I believe it was yeah
0: so you know that that's good Nathaniel woods someone who's been long thought of as a huge prospect in yep. UFC and Casey Kenny wasn't really seen in the same light. So he's he's coming off he was coming off a good win there. Uh step up in opponent, you must you've got to admit, in Dominic Cruz. Yeah. Um, but I thought I thought Dominic dominated and uh, deserved his win. Yeah, exactly. I think even though some people can figure out, you know, Cruz's
1: footwork and his movement, you know, is quite unpredictable. It's uh, people still struggle with it, as as we've seen, you know. I think Kenny was mesmerized by by it. He didn't know how to approach it. He went to throw. You know, Dominic had a few good f- f- fl- flurries when um, he throwing good punches, moving about. Um, very very good win for Cruz. But let me ask you this then: a big question, Can they do you think Cruz can get back to that title? I mean, he, he is 35, as you know, the college team was saying he's a young 35. But do, do you think he could
0: get back to that title? I, I think he can put himself in the picture. I, I don't see him winning the title again. Yeah, I think, especially with the likes of Aljamain and, and Petter uh, or Piota as he's now known, apparently, <laughs> uh, you know, with, with them two as the sort of top dogs. Um, younger you know sort of hungry next, next level ability at the minute um, I, 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 I say he can put himself in the picture certainly I think it's a stretch to say that he could win the title
1: again it Is it is a pretty uh, stacked top five isn't he you've got you know Al Jermaine, you've got Petey Yarn you've got Cody and you've got Dillard back you know it's and there's there's a few more, so he, I think he could certainly make his presence known again. But whether he could win the title, um, mm. I'm not too sure. It's a, it's, a, it's a tough one. It's quite a quite a young division, no?
0: Yeah. as we've said though in the past, stranger things have happened. So you know, yeah,
1: absolutely. You can never
0: really count anything out. You know, <laughs> um, yeah. So main card, um light heavyweights, we were expecting bombs to get thrown and they kinda never really happened. He just didn't go after did the bombs just kinda just didn't yeah, explode. Alexander Rackich. <laughs> Alexander Rakic, Thiago Santos, both explosive, both exciting fighters. And uh neither of them bothered. Um really. It was a it was a very, very boring fight. Um you know, I was I was falling asleep watching that one, wasn't I? Yeah like, so <laughs> Um It was yeah. It was it was just a boring fight. I think neither of them really showed up. Um How I mean, Rakic was probably always going to get a brown belt off the back of that if he won. But I mean, like imagine imagine he was it, it was based on what he done in the fight because like he should be downgrading him, not putting him to a brown belt. <laughs> there was just there was no there was no fucking BJJ in it. Yeah, there was. Yeah, not... there, there was... No groundwork in it at all. I think that still confused people why why the brown belt, you know. But. Yeah, but but even the stand up, it was just it was just a whole lot of nothing really. It was like they throw a couple and then they go back in the center and just look at each other and then they throw and it was just like they can I, I got like I got I got Derek Lewis um and Gani vibes from it to be honest. Uh, I, I think what it was, and you could say similar with
1: that fight as well as the the both respecting each other, each other's power, you know, and I think it it can cause you know fighters to be hesitant because if you know you make one mistake and you can go out. So I think the respect they had for each other's power and each other's game can probably become a big factor for that fight. Mm. Not going off See, as for me-
0: expected. For me, I don't want fighters to respect another fighter in the octagon. I want them to think I'm going to punch your head in. There's no way you can stop me. I want them both to go out like that. Or not even just not even just that. I want you know Khabib the way he goes in like I'm taking you to the floor and there's nothing you can do about it. And I'm going to submit you and there's nothing you can do about it. I want every fighter to go in with that mentality. Not I want to take you down, but. You, you take down defence is good, so I'm not going to try. Or I'm going to knock it out, but you've got a good gym, so I'm not going to try. I don't want people going... <laughs> have respect before and after, not in there, because it does cause hesitancy, and it can either lead to a, a poor fight like that was, or it can lead to you second-guessing yourself and getting caught and losing because of it. Just go in like you're fighting, fucking... 50-year-old Jerry from down the road, who's a bit of a knobhead and you've always wanted to punch his head in. Act like you're fighting him. Show him no respect in the octagon. As soon as it's over, yeah, shake their hands, say congratulations, great fight, blah, 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 whatever you want to say to them. But while you're in there, it's like the only bit, the only bit of respect I want while the fight's happening, or Jordan if fight kind of thing, is touching gloves. That's yeah. it. That's as much respect as there needs to be Jordan a fight.
1: Yeah, I, I think, you know, it's... It's quite easy. it's easy for us to say that as fans, you know, obviously we want we want to see crazy fights, we want to see, you know, they're just going in there and absolutely throwing leather. But I think being being a fighter and having respect for another person's game, it can happen. But it's, like you said, Habib's a good point that like you made is he he respects people's abilities, but he doesn't he he doesn't really use that okay. to you know, m- make a fight lackluster. You know, he'll mm. still impose his will and do what he needs to. You know, he'll, he'll he'll still try. If he thinks you're good at stand-up, he'll still try and stand up with you and have a go. You know what I mean? And, like, mm. you can only really commend that. But, it, as I say, th- these things happen. Like, fighters do go in. You've got a ton of respect for the power. I mean... I wouldn't want to be hit by one of them, you know. <laughs> so no, you, I wouldn't. You're but... cause. You're going to be a bit hesitant, aren't you? You're going to try and pick your shots and make your way in slowly. But
0: yeah, no, I, I wouldn't want to get hit by them myself. But at the same time, if if I'm if I if I'm a fighter and I'm going into a fight, my thought at the start of that fight is, "You've killed my cat. I'm going to batter you." Like, you know what I mean? Something to just make you pissed off at the other person during the fight. Yeah. And that that's what you want to see. For me, anyway, personally. Yeah. Um, but anyway, enough of that because we've talked <laughs> that that fight didn't deserve us to talk that long about it. Yeah. Um, lightweight next. Uh, and personally, my favorite result of the card um, Islam <laughs> Makachev uh, and Drew Punchable Face Drober. Uh, Dober yep. rather. Yep. Um it's a shame Dober never got knocked out because that would have been fun to see. Uh, but he lost. That's the important thing. Yeah. We can all take away. We can all take that away. Um I put it on I put it on Twitter, he's just got one of them faces that you just want to punch and punch and punch and you never get bored of it. With a brick. With you have got to add with a brick. <laughs> I know. No, you just you'd never get bored of it. Um, but, again, Makachev, um, Khabib in his corner, hmm. looked very Khabib-esque. I said it to you when we were watching it. The one thing it showed me is how next level Khabib actually was. Because, you know, I think Makachev got his, got his back the first round, didn't he? I believe so, and, yeah. and if that was Khabib, the fight would have been over then. Yeah. And this, this got into the third round. And he had his and he had his back every round. So, um, yeah, Makachev's wrestling was, was brilliant, but like Khabib is just another level again. Uh, dude, uh,
1: I've got like uh, a talk about like, round up of the buffet Do you think Makachev can be, you know, the the sort of hype that DC and Khabib are making them? Do you think he can be, you know, the future future champ?
0: Yeah. Um. DC doesn't just hype anybody. Mm. We know that. I know, obviously, the teammates and stuff like that, but he it, it doesn't just hype anybody. Um, I think DC, in fairness to him, he's, he's obviously very um, positive and supportive of his teammates, but he's very honest as well yeah. in who he hypes kind of thing. So, obviously, Khabib deserved the hype 100%, um, but you've never seen him talk about Rohold in the same way that he talks about Khabib. Yeah, Rohold's good, but he's not worthy of the same hype as-, as Khabib. So DC doesn't give him it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I think I think if he's hyping him, he's the real deal. And to be fair, I don't think Khabib would be in his corner if he wasn't the real deal. Yeah, I, I think um, it was very good good performance, showed not on
1: dominance. And the crazy thing, is, Doe was really good. I think he was on a, a little tear as well. Uh, in terms of a fight streak so i think for him to do that to to Dober in that fashion you know it it shows his his ability uh, what, what what do you think happens with him now like where do you think he goes who's, who's his next fight
0: who would you like to see him up against dobro machachev machachev um i don't know maybe you know as as ranking doesn't isn't reflective of his ability at all exactly. ranking yeah. um, maybe I don't know may, maybe Chandler um, yeah. maybe maybe Ferguson coming off two losses I think yeah. right now Makachev as, as I say as, his ranking deserves to be a lot higher I think he needs I think he just needs a big name on his on his resume um, like he, don't get it wrong he's beat some good people Drew Dober uh, yesterday he's you know, he's for uh, Gleason Thibault. He's for Nick Lentz. Yeah. Um, You know, so he's, he's fought some good people. But I just think he needs that sort of next-level name on his resume now. So, yeah, may, maybe Chandler, maybe Ferguson, uh, maybe even Hooker. Just something to really push him up the rankings. Oh, don't oh forget, so, you know, um, someone mentioned
1: Darius, I think. That would be a very good fight. Darius is number nine now, isn't he, in the rankings? hmm
0: I, I I'd say, that. I mean, that, in fairness, that, that's one of the people um, I think I've just looked, I think. Yeah, so Darius is someone that Drew Dobert has lost to as well. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I mean, to be fair, Dober was only on a 3 five win streak. It's not like he's on a massive one. Um, yeah. He's lost quite a lot in the UFC, actually. One, two, three, four, five. That, that was his sixth loss in the UFC, so it's not like he's, he's this next you know top elite guy like there's yeah. a reason he was on I believe he was unranked last night so there's a reason he, he's, he's lost he's, he's lost six fights in the UFC he's been around for a while don't get me wrong but um, yeah yeah, yeah so, well done Makachev made so it look there, fairly easy
1: little talk on point that I once and you mentioned it briefly if Habib doesn't come back which I don't think he is is still very hopeful but would you like to continue to see him in that role as coach and using his promotion,
0: the Eagle Fight Championship, to bring Dagestani fighters into the UFC? Um, yeah, I mean, we're not going to see Khabib in a, in like a, a commentary capacity like we, are with, like we have with DC or Felder or Dan Hardy or anyone like that. We're not going to see that with him. He's not that type of person. He's not. He's not really that interested in the limelight and stuff like that. Yeah. So we're not going to see that. Um, I think he he will get enjoyment out of bringing the next sort of the next fighters of of Dagestan through. You know, continuing his, his dad's legacy, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I think he'd take great honour in that, and you know, as I say, following in his dad's footsteps, he's, he he'd look at it as as making his dad proud. Everybody knows how close he was with his dad. Um how important he was. So, for him to be able to be able, like to think I'm carrying on my dad's legacy, I think would be huge for him. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think I think it makes perfect sense. And especially, you know, if, if he's bringing three monsters like Makachev and who knows what else he's got in the pipeline. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's
1: one of them things, like if I can't do fancy, you know, if I can't make that that dream a reality of what, we'd spoke about in regards to, you know, his dad, then this is the next best thing I can help bring fighters up and coach them like the way, you know, his dad did and really, you know, be that, be that figure for, for other fighters, you know, be the, be the ambassador for mm. future fighters from Dagestan and
0: see them really come through. Yeah. Um. so, on to the controversy. Mm-hmm. Um, so Aljamain Sterling and Peter Piota, Peter, Pete, Pete, Pietro, whatever his name is, Jan. Um, f- the only thing you can say is uh, Peter Jan is a fucking idiot. Yeah, let's
1: let's talk about about the fight first. So obviously Sterling, he. he... Come out. He was quite quite aggressive. He had a set of fast pace to start off with, which I think was good because I think if you're trying, you know, if you leave space for for Jan, he, he's going to really catch you. So I think he had the right approach. But I just, it, it seems like his cardio just went up to keeping that pace. Uh, I, Jan was obviously winning up to that point. Um, his his trips and the sweeps that he was doing was amazing. You know, mm-hmm. um, he, he he really starts to get into it the later rounds as well. But so let's let's talk about the controversy then. So there's a, a whole thing around his team in terms of miscommunication. So one was apparently saying knee, the other person was saying punch. Uh, so he's obviously just picked with one, picked the knee, and then I think when he's knee them, someone's actually been going yes, yes because. Mm.
0: He thought that was the fight over, he'd won. Mm. But obviously it was a... a I mean, in, in his defence, you know, knee and punch sound very similar. So, <laughs> um, the, in, in, I mean, in all honesty, they might do in Russian, I don't know.
1: And the, and, and this is the thing... They similar in Russian. Like, uh, what do you think of that rule in, in, in general anyway, like... You know, a, a downed opponent, it can differ between events. It can either be, you know, one knee's down, he's a downed opponent. But if he's got a hand down, you know, he's a downed opponent. Like, Do you think it's it's too confusing? Do you think they should just really have one in terms of if his knee's down, he's a downed opponent? Or if he has his hand down, he's a downed opponent? Because, you know, it, it caused stuff in the past where fighters would be in a position where they could get need, but they'd put the hand down. So the classes the are down the opponent.
0: What do you I think of that rule in general? I, I don't think it should be down to the hands, because, mm-hmm. like you say, you could be stood up, but then you just go. Jones used to do it to start the fight. Jones yeah. does do it to start the fight. He go, he crawls because he knows that he can get an idea of his opponent before he starts throwing anything. So I, I don't think, I don't think it should be to do with the hands. Um, it's easy to go from a sort of crouched over position to an upright position to start attacking. It's not nowhere near as easy to go from being knelt down on the floor to being upright to start fighting again. I think it should be. If he's down, if he's if he's on his knees, he's, he's down. a downed opponent. Yeah, and yeah. it was and like you Pet, uh, whatever used the excuse <laughs> that um, names aren't my friends today. Um, he used he used the excuse that. He concentrated on on the hands. Yeah, he demonstrated down. the knee, Showed him yeah. lifted his hands up. Yeah, he, he concentrated on that and didn't see his knees down. It's like, well, that that's on you.
1: Yeah,
0: that that that's not an excuse. Know you know you know your surroundings. Know what your, the other fighter's doing. Yeah, and take take a second. That's all it would have took one second, and he'd still have his belt right now. Yeah. So, what do you make of everyone saying
1: uh, Aljo was faking it? I mean, for me, I don't think you can really fake the consequences of a knee straight to the edge, especially from that particular position. Did he maybe put it on a bit in the end?
0: It, it's possible, but I, I
1: don't
0: I think say, you can fake I say it. to them people, I, I say to them people, you take a knee to the temple. Yeah, uh, and then tell me, tell me if you're alright. Even if it's, it's turned out he's not concussed, which is great, yeah. but you're still gonna be, you're gonna be dizzy. You're gonna be, you know, you're gonna, you're, yeah, gonna, you're gonna, be, gonna be confused. You don't, yeah, are not gonna know your surroundings. It's, it's gonna upset your, um, you know your equilibrium. I think can be That's the head. That's exactly what I was for. <laughs> Equilibrium. It's gonna mess with your equilibrium. So to say, to say he was faking it is just, um. I think it's disrespectful. Yeah. So, that our in all honesty?
1: And to be honest with you, as he showed, he didn't want to win the title in that way. He took the title off and threw it on the floor. And this wasn't a, a Gaethje thing, where really. he put the interim title on the floor. This was the actual belt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that shows that he didn't want to win it that way. But, but let's look at it like this. So it was Jan's first defence. You know, obviously he's winning the fights and stuff. But what happens, happens. Aljo is now the champion. Do, do you think the fight should be run back? Because usually yeah. when it happens, uh, a fighter's been on some sort of streak, you know, they've been w- winning fights and then you get that, that, that chance to fight for the title again because of their superiority in, in the division. So with it being his first defence and, and losing, obviously the circumstances are different, but do you think we should actually see that fight again?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Algermaine wants it. Peta wants it. Dane said in his press conference he's going to make it as soon as possible. It's okay. happening. So, um, yeah, it's it's got to. You you've got no. You've got no definitive winner. Yeah. Who knows? Peta could have finished it thirty seconds after that. Algermaine could have got out of that fourth, went into the fifth, and, and knocked him out. Who knows? We we haven't got a definitive winner. We, yeah. Realistically, I agree with what he said it should have went down as a... Not not a no contest, you can't call it a no contest, but the title shouldn't have changed hands in them circumstances. I don't think a title should change hands under a DQ. I think it should have went down as an Aljamain win by DQ, but the title stays with Peter and he gets an immediate rematch. Aljamain would have got an immediate rematch. Um, so next was Manda Nunez, Megan Anderson. Um... Very easy. Yeah. Very, very easy. Um she could have had a lot of trouble against Megan Anderson, tall, big hitter. Um made it look like child's work. Yeah. And um Dana said she's gonna get a a very fast turnaround to defend uh Belt. So we should could be seeing Amanda again very, 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 very soon. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, I
1: don't think Megan realised just how how great Nunez is, you know, she looks like a, a a deer in the headlights kind of thing. Her eyes were very wide. She, you know, very, very shocked. And that's even before Amanda threw the first punch, to be honest with you. But absolutely, it's a easy job for Amanda. She shows, once again, why she is the greatest. But I want to speak, speak on something with you, I've seen like a, a, a post from someone. Regarding Dana and how he, he gets behind these certain fighters, you know. So, obviously, you had Conor, he was behind Connor. Now he started losing, you know, there's not, not a lot of interest there. Obviously, yeah, you got Habib, you know, he's he was really dominating, but now that's possible that he might not be fighting again, you know, he's losing interest. Um, You had Izzy, you know, obviously he's still the middleweight champion, but given that he's had his first loss, you know, maybe he's not as interested because obviously the focus around this one was around Izzy. Um, and then I think it mentioned Ngannou, you know, if he loses, he's kind of lost the people that he, you know, supported in a sense. So, uh, like, my question is, like, what, what fighters fights you do you think, Lee like, should be getting behind, who could be a like, proper ambassadors for, for the for the sport? Even though Khabib's a great ambassador, you know, when it comes to him and kind Conor of fighting, the focus was more around Conor. Like, I, I put Amanda down as one who should be getting behind because she can be an excellent ambassador for the sport in terms of bringing more women in. You know, she's showing how great she is and I think another one now would be Usman. You know, he he hasn't got a lot of respect recently for whatever reason, but you know, I think he could be a great ambassador for, for the sport as well. Is the certain fighter that you think Dana should be, be getting getting behind for the right reasons, you
0: know, you know. Um not really, no. I think we know with Dana, he's 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 about the, the cash cars. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was, it was Ronda Rousey. That yeah. no, was Brock Lesnar. Then it Bro- was Ronda. Yeah. Yeah. Then it was Connor. You know, it was, it looked like it was going to be Sage Northcourt for a while. Yeah. That never happened. Um,
1: ben Askren, you could, know, did he come that sweet yeah.
0: switch as well? Uh, Khabib, maybe, but I don't think he was seen in the same light because he's not that type of person. Um, you know, but it, it, I don't think he's hes not solely about that either. At the same time, like you know, I think a lot of people would see would have seen and um, like Nate Diaz as sort of a cash cow after he beat McGregor, and he's been very, very inactive, yeah, for the most part since. Um, he's fought what three times since the first McGregor fight, I think, or I think twice. Fought, uh, I
1: think he's fought Pettus, he's fought Masvidal. He and he fought McGregor, to McGregor again. McGregor again.
0: So he's fought someone else in there Yeah. So he's fought what three times in five years. I
1: something think like so,
0: that. yeah. Because it was in two thousand sixteen, you know, I think the first fight he was so. mm, Something like that. So um I don't think it's a case of, of getting him um, getting behind certain fighters or not getting behind certain fighters. I just think some of them have a bigger social media presence and stuff like that. So you see him getting behind the likes of McGregor. <laughs> Or, yeah, sorry, I, I, um, kicked, I kicked the plug. Sorry, <laughs> rude. Um, <laughs> no, you, you see him getting behind you know your McGregors and your John Joneses, and you know, back in the day with your Rondas and stuff, you see him getting behind them more because they've got bigger social media presences hmm. than your Usmans and your Amandas. And, do, you, do you think it's to get
1: more appeal from? Uh, I mean, like, using the word, but from the casuals, it's going to attract the casuals more, which is why he puts the focus on them, or do you think it is for him? Just, See,
0: I don't think well,
1: but... See, I don't think
0: it's... See, I don't think it's him putting the focus on them. I think it's these people just get the focus regardless. You know, he probably mm-hmm. doesn't have the greatest say in, like, the promos that get made for them and stuff like that. He'll have, he'll have some say in it, but at the end of the day... His job primarily is is matchmaker. I don't. I, I think uh, I disagree with that,
1: that. To a certain point, I think he he does get, get behind fighters. I think he puts a lot of focus on certain fighters. You know, McGregor, for example, with his last fight against Poirier. Did you see any mention of Dustin when it comes to promos? When it comes to interviews, you know, it, all the focus was on. On Conor, you know what I mean, and it was similar with this fight with Izzy. You know, all the focus was on him about becoming champ, champ, and they weren't really non on Blahovich. You know what I mean, and that's why I think he gets behind. He he will have some say in promos, how much I don't know, but he will say it in what direction they'll go.
0: Uh, See, I, but then at the same time, you say that, and so imagine. Con, uh, McGregor Dustin say the promo was completely 50-50, split down the middle. It's just a case of this person fighting that person. And then you go into the press conference, and nine out of ten questions were for Connor. What about Connor? Were either about Connor or for Connor? That's not that that's nothing to do with Dana. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's understandable. That's, that's the press big and it, it's more the press than Dana for me. Yeah. And even BT Sport. Dana won't have a single won't have any say in what BT Sport do for the promos over here, and their promo was all McGregor. Yeah, um, I didn't see, I didn't really see the promo in all honesty for for Izzy and uh, and Jan, so I don't really know. But um, okay, well again, that, let me like change the question
1: a bit then. So, do do you think when it comes to whatever card whoever's on it? Every and, in, every and each individual fighter should get, you know, the focus put on them. You know, not like, oh, it's this, this person's come back or this person's going to be champ champ or whatever it should be. You know, these two are fighting. Let's put that focus on them. Let's give them the attention that they deserve.
0: You know, do you think we should see more of that? No. Um, I do, but again, you're not going to see that. It's... There's, there's always, most fights. There's always something behind it, other than just two people fighting. So when it's McGregor, it's normally he's trash talking. He, he, he hates this person. Well, he's, you know, he's tried to murder someone's granddad, or <laughs> something like that. You know, there's always something behind it with Connor. Is he? He's, he's a bit of a, bit of a, he's a bit of a clown on like social media and stuff like that. But he's he's a sort of he's a radiating personality, so he's always just gonna draw people in just from him, himself. You know, he's, he's called a stylebender for a reason. You know what I mean? He's like he's like a mixer, like fucking John Jones, Anderson Silver and fucking Doctor Strange. You know what I mean? So it's just it's just one of them. I think Dana. If Dana backs people more, it's because they're the people who are already getting the more mainstream attention. So he's just helping push that, to push the numbers for the UFC as a whole. You know, the more, if Conor's on a card, the more he pushes Conor, the more buyers it gets, the fighters get better pay. It's, it's a vicious circle, unfortunately, but I think that's the way it's it's working because, as I say, you, you promote one person so that, you know, Conor, you know, Conor's a bigger cog, in the UFC machine than say Petter Jan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Petter Jan a, a, was a great champion <laughs> um, and a great fighter, but he's not going to get the numbers in like Conor McGregor would.
1: Yeah.
0: And that that's unfortunately the difference. Okay.
1: Yeah. That's, um, yeah, that's cool.
0: Anyway, main event was, as we said, uh, Jan and Izzy. Um. Is he I don't I don't know if I'd say he looked out of his depth. Um I think it was a mistake not trying to stay in a two hundred pound. I think it was a mistake staying his natural weight because he was considerably smaller than Jan. Yeah. Um his power didn't really come over. Um I think did he did he rock Jan once, I think? He, he caught
1: him a couple of times. Like, I don't know if it really stumbled, Jan, yeah, but he, he did catch him. Um, yeah, I, I think it was a good a good display from, from both. I mean, Addison new shown his capabilities and same as what he could do at Light Heavyweight. I think if he's to do it in the future, I think he should really consider mm-hmm. adding that couple extra pounds because obviously the weight that he, he was at, he walked around that. Oh, it weren't really much concern for him but obviously come fight the uh, fight night you know yans like they were saying like 220 pounds and that's a big difference especially when it comes to clinch work and wrestling you know i'd i'd, I'd say like what what it says from the start i think adesanya should have stayed at middleweight and what he he was doing there but obviously he wanted the challenge. And I think we've got to show respect to Blahovich given that his first title defence come against the current middleweight champion, was able to stand with him, uh, catch him a couple of times, able to take him down and do what a lot of people haven't been able to do against Adesanya. You know, so... uh, I think it was a good type of fight. I think I had scored the last two rounds to Jan. And I think the second round, I think it was. So I had him three two. Um did, did you see the little uh, conversation that you had near the end?
0: Um oh yeah when you're saying um how much to pay I'll be about I'll be your bodyguard and stuff.
1: Yeah well apparently there was miscommunication apparently uh Izzy said you've got a good guard game you made me look like a butterguard. guard and then oh, Jan said how much and he's been like, how much for what? Is a like, bodyguard? I can be a bodyguard. Is that no? You've got a good guard, <laughs> which is a uh, quite quite funny to see after it. Um, well, what what do you think of both men's performance and what do you think happens next after this fight? Now,
0: um, I mean, is he performance wise? It was it was similar to what we sort of come to expect from him. It was it was flashy. It was it was fun to watch, but. Against someone so much bigger than him, um, it just it goes to show that moving up wasn't wasn't the right decision. Yeah, um, he's got a he's got to bulk up more for it. Look at John Jones; there's a reason he's been essentially transitioning for into the into heavyweight for about a year, so yep. he can properly bulk up, he can be a legitimate proper heavyweight, and I think that's what you've got to do if you're going to commit to changing division, um even if it is close to your natural weight, you've got to you've got to really, you know, because light heavyweights, the weigh in it, light heavyweight to come into a fight as a heavyweight. Yeah, yeah. So that's the difference. Um I think Jan played it perfectly. He you know he hit him with some good shots, knew that it went maybe didn't think he was going to end up being able to knock him out. So he changed it up, he took him down. Yep. And it won him the fight. Um going forward, I mean, there's all kinds of possibilities for Jan now. I think he's he's solidified his credentials even further now. Not that he went already, but there's always going to be some who go, Well, you didn't beat John Jones, like he even said to himself. Yeah. Um, you know, there's always gonna be some who say like, you didn't beat John Jones, you're not the real champ. He's proven that he is the real champ now. Yeah, and um, a cutting champ as well. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Is he to fight with Jones is is no longer an option, and that's done. There's no, um, and go back down to middleweight and and see who's uh, see who's ready for him there. Obviously, we've got two
1: two matchups that can you know be 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 good. Obviously, there's Whisker and Costa fighting. I don't think he's obviously too tingy about that one because he's fought both of them and beat both of them. But obviously, you know, things can change. And then obviously you've got Darren Till against Marvin Vittori. And I think, I has think Mar- Mar- Marvin beat him or did Marvin come close to beating him? I think he gave him the most issues, was it Something like that. Mm, and he's all, uh, also cited that Till is one of the fighters that um, excite him to defend his title. But Darren just needs to be winning need to get them wins um, so whatever, whatever happens you know good luck good luck to both of them it was a, a good fight um, so we, we move on to the next bit now we've got you know a few brief news items not, in, not in too much you know things that have come up in the past but we'll, we'll discuss them um, so obviously you mentioned about Dana saying, saying the man is going to have a quick turnaround now that turnaround looks like it might be Juliana Pena, and um, because Holly Holm has come out of that bout. I don't know what the reason's for, but that's probably, probably a silly question. But how, how do you think that fight goes, Nunes and Pena? Is it, are, are we going to see the same same thing as we've been seeing the past few fights, few tackle offences, or do you think Pena can bring something different for Nunes? Nope, same same she just
0: continues to, to get yeah, that position I, I, I don't need to I don't need the pair of we don't need to say anything about Amanda it's literally Amanda's fighting is she going to win yes yeah um, what's her approach I think right now that? right now what's her approach it's go in and do whatever she wants <laughs> It's, it's that simple with it at the minute. She's just on another level than any female fighter. Um, I think the only way she's going to have a real challenge at the minute, you know, she might have to fight like, I don't know, GSP or something uh, to give her a bit of a challenge. What, what, what do you think of the Shevchenko fight at 135?
1: Because they the both fought before, but I think it's a tough place at 145. Obviously, uh, Valentina would be coming from 125, I believe. But like do you think that's really the only fight that can challenge Nunes is Chefshenko?
0: Um yeah. But I still see it being as good as Valentina is I still see it being relatively comfortable for Amanda. Yeah. Okay, it's just, she's just she's too good. Yeah. And the thing is the thing is, she's what's scary about Amanda is she's lost in the past. So she's not scared about going in and just fucking putting yeah. a beating on someone and she might get caught if she gets beat she's the type of fighter who won't be bothered because she's already lost mm. i think if a fighter goes in having not lost there's always that sort of woody approach where you're like Shit, i could i could lose you." where she's like if i lose i lose i'm not asking. I'm, I'm gonna kill you
1: yeah uh, so, i think she's lost three three four times four. in her career once was her first fight ever one yeah. was again cats and Gano when she weren't really established as much in UFC. Another fight came from Invicta. Um and I can't recall the other one. Um but yeah, that's that anyway. So we agree that Nunes is gonna continue to show her dominance Forever. in those weight classes. Um and next we have a little item regarding Dan Hardy, so apparently he's been fired from the UFC. And BT Sport, um, after an incident uh, regarding a, a a female, but I looked a while ago, and he's put put a tweet up saying Rad misleading headline there, uh, not entirely accurate either. I am no longer working directly with the UFC. The female part is irrelevant. It was a disagreement over an opportunity missed or withheld, and I'd love some answers, but can't get any. Oh, it's pretty interesting what that opportunity is and why he's being fired obviously he didn't mention bt sports in there but you know he's being fired from the UFC but I think that's in regards to his commentary job um I don't know if if, if it's a possibility that he still fights for them but yeah it's, it's pretty, pretty intriguing especially with what's been going on recently. Um, So, what do you think of that? Do you think it is something to do with a female
0: whoever and he's just he's trying to play it off? It's one of the things, you can't really comment on it until you know the full story. Right now, it's just, it's hearsay. You know, you're hearing from com isn't, I mean, it's not unreliable, but it's not like, you know, it's not ESPN coming directly from the yeah. uh, old or something, you know, or it's coming straight from the US, It's not uh, the, U- the UFC. Sorry,
1: yeah. it's not
0: like coming from, you know, so um I think right now you've just got to look at it as if, if Dan Hardy's saying it's not to do with a the female, then I think you've just got to as weird. Take, it, take his word for it, as I say, until more details come out about the situation. Yeah, so so the original
1: headline was from BJ but Dan Hardy has reportedly been fired by the UFC and BT Sport following an alleged incident with a female employee on Fighter Island. So I think decided summer in Fight Island. Um yes. so this was even before the last time they went, which is interesting how it's it's coming up now. You know what I mean? Mm. And not then. Um, Two keywords there, though, reportedly reportedly and allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so um, the next one uh, we have is uh, JDS and Overeem have been dropped by the UFC, but people weren't really happy because I think they they only found out when the UFC revealed the rankings. And both of them were in the rankings anymore. I mean, do you think that's a bit a bit shitty, you know, just to have a fighter find out when you, you know, let the rankings out? Or do you think it's or, or what do you think of them getting dropped anyway?
0: Um, said it before when, you know, I can't remember who it was who who got released not so long ago. You had um when Rachel Ostevich got released and a couple of others. Yeah. Um I can't remember exactly who it was, but you can't you can't be upset at a fighter getting released just because you like them. Yeah. If if they're getting released there's there's a good reason for it. The they're either on a poor run and deserve to be released, or they just simply haven't come to an agreement on a new contract. It's as simple as that. You know, this is the fight game you can you can't rest on on your laurels, you can't be keeping people just because they're liked. Mm. You know, I think, was it Cerrone? Did Cerrone get released? He hasn't, has he? Yeah,
1: no, he's fighting Diego Sanchez. I yeah. think that's now, Diego's last fight as well. I so. think
0: that, yeah, I think that was a thought, I think that was something that got brought up, though. You know, <clears throat> Cerrone, these days, loses a lot more than he wins. Yeah. Any other fighter would be gone. But yeah. because it's, uh, like, I think it's, it's a little bit hypocritical from UFC in that respect. But, again, over him, I think, He's just been considering what he was supposed to be when he was coming to the UFC. You know, a, a killer, basically. Yeah. Um, I think it's just he's been too too inconsistent in the UFC. Puts a few wins together, gets knocked out. Puts a few wins together, gets knocked out. Um, just It's just far too inconsistent. His, his best run since he's been in the UFC was a four fight win streak in from two thousand and fourteen to two thousand and sixteen. Yeah. But in the in the UFC he has lost one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight fights. So it's just it's just inconsistent. Yeah. Um, as I say, you can't you can't be you can't be expecting to and he'll know with himself, he's been around long enough, you know. The man's had the man's had 67 fights he knows that if you're not performing at the level you should be that you're going to get you're going to get released um, you know Junior Dos Santos again likeable guy very likeable guy but ever since he's you know we on four fight lo- losing streak mm. yeah you can't you can't be keeping people in, in that kind of form especially when you're in you know the the biggest organisation in
1: terms of MMA you know Hmm. You can't really, as you say, be performing like that. But, I mean, there was talks, obviously, a while ago about the UFC releasing up to 60 to 80 fighters. Maybe this is where we're starting to see it, where they're releasing them bit by bit, you know. Just because they said it's 60 to 80, I don't think that means in one book, you know, it'd be pretty mad. But maybe we're seeing that gradual
0: release of these fighters that that was said a while back i mean ufc they've always got to have a turnaround the fighters especially when you consider they've got you know the ultimate fighter still coming which gives them what well, you might get four or five per season mm. out of the ultimate fighter who signed pro contracts with ufc now you've got dynamite contender series as well yeah not only that you've got fighters coming from cage warriors lfa um, you know all the other ones that the, that you've got links with Alaska yeah. FC, maybe um Eagle FC now. Yeah, yeah. You know, so there's a Invicta. There's there's a there's a whole whole lot of fighters. You know, they might release ten, but then they could bring in twenty. Yeah. At the same day, so yeah. it's just one of them. It's it's got, to, unfortunately, it's just got to be
1: done.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the next one we have is
1: Diaz and McGregor apparently re- re- reignite a, a, fe- a feud. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, so let, let me bring it up for you. So apparently is someone uh, put, put down... The, the one thing that I'll never forget about covering UFC 196 was the massive difference in Conor McGregor weighing 145 for the Aldo fight just a few months prior versus weighing in at 168 for the Nate Diaz fight. Crazy that it's been five years since this event. And then Connor's retweeted that and said, done it all, still here. And now Diaz has replied saying, see if you can understand this, see if you can understand Diaz and what he's saying. So he said, I fucked you up and you never got it back, but you acted like you did. Now you get a rematch every time you get your ass beat like a spoiled little bitch. Spoiled little bitch would. I've done it all. I'm still here. Plus the guy who just beat your ass is a scared little bitch. Also, fuck you both. Hashtag real fighter. Um, and then apparently Connor replied to him but deleted it, saying Southside Crips reunite. Hashtag hit me up. Um oh. <laughs> Did you make sense of of Diaz and what he said? <laughs>
0: First off, um, no. <laughs> but he, he, was, he was probably high, so you know, <laughs> let him have it. Um, to be honest with you, I'm I'm bored of of both of them. Now, the being, did you know it's a this their fight's a bigger worldy one. in them fucking Ross and Rachel from Friends. Um, just either fucking fight or leave each other alone, like.
1: Do you agree with him, though? Do you think he, he does get a rematch every time he gets his ass kicked because he's a spoiled little bitch, or do you think Diaz is just saying things to make a play for, you know, a next possible fight or to make
0: a yeah, fight bigger? Yeah, that, that's probably all Diaz has done, because in, in fairness, you know, you've got... McGregor lost to Diaz, got got a rematch, fair enough, but then he lost to be just when you're not getting a rematch, he hasn't had a rematch. Yeah. So far, there's no talk of... Well, there's not any more talk of, of there being a Dustin rematch. But the only reason to be a Dustin rematch is because it'd be... You know, a, a, because it's one all in the series the same way as it would be with Diaz. So, as much as I'd like to say, yeah, it is kind of being a bitch, I, I don't think it is, to be totally honest with you, in this case. Yeah, because yeah, I,
1: I think... Um... I think the are planning that for the summer the McGregor play trilogy mm. um, but uh, uh, whether it's a title say, them, I mean, I'm not too sure
0: yeah I'd say because it's one all it makes sense in that respect but I'd say like McGregor Diaz will do want the on board of it yeah one one week McGre- uh, Diaz is backing McGregor up and then the next week he's calling off for all kinds it's like make your mind up Nick do you hate him <laughs> or do you love him yeah. Do you want to punch his head in, or do you want to suck his dick, like make him mad? Up,
1: <laughs> right. Okay, so let, let's move on from that then, so we don't bore you. <laughs> um, uh, uh, the last one that that we have is obviously Hamzat Jamayev. Um, obviously he put a post on his Instagram that if he's finished fighting; he's retiring. Um, Dana White has said otherwise, and somebody Chechen leader has said otherwise also. Um, but they're still, too, they're still unsure whether he'll come back. And apparently, his brothers come out and said he was, he was scared as he was coughing up blood. Um, do you think we we will see Hamza back, or do you, like do you think he's just being, do you think he's just being emotional in terms because he's he's had a lot of
0: COVID troubles. Um, what what do you think like of that? It's hard to say, nobody knows truly how bad COVID he's had. The only person that really knows is is, is Kamaev. Um mm. you know, the way he was calling fighters out over the past year, he was calling everyone out, fighting three times in ten days. I don't see him as the type of person to go to take you know, to put something like out like to put something <clears throat> out like that if it wasn't serious. Yeah. Um. He's not the type of person who's been ducking fights or anything like that. As I say, um, he wants to fight. He loves to fight. So, personally, I think he's right now. I've got no reason to not believe him if he says he's retired. Yeah. See, for for me, like,
1: I get a bit confused because it went long before they made that announcement that he was saying he will be back to fight. You know, somewhere at the end of the year, I think. Um. Maybe September. I'm not entirely too sure, but who's mate Then he comes out and says he's he's retiring, which is why a lot of people think he's just being emotional. Because why would you make one statement and then
0: contradict it in a sense by saying you're mm. retiring? You know, so it's yeah, I get that, but again, you know, you you know full well how fast the the COVID can can change. You know, some people won't get the effects of it straight away. It might have been, he had COVID, he was feeling a bit under the weather. And then a couple of days later, he's coughing up blood. Yeah. He can't breathe and stuff like that. You, you just don't know. You know, it, it could all just be coincidental and just looks a bit a bit odd on social media. It could all just literally be, that's how it's planned out. And he's gone, I can't breathe, I'm coughing up blood. I ain't yeah. fighting. Yeah. Uh, I, I say think, the only person who really knows is him. I think the mad thing, as well, is the fact that he's still
1: trying to train, which I'd obviously, as it's shown, isn't helping him. Because he, I think, what he was saying there was a little video, and he, he was saying it's really cold there, so he's, you know, he's getting like a what's that called that you get when like, you're you're in the cold? I can't think. Um, Hyperthermia? No hypothermia. It's not as as tingy as that. You can get it just by being cold, you gotta like wrap yourself up and i forgot the name of it. it's gonna name me. Um you you can suffer with it. Uh it's gone. Anyway, you know, uh, I, I, like, I don't I don't know proper freezing. <laughs> I I don't think um training, you know, is helping them, even though yet you, you wanna try stay active and do stuff to fight it, it's obviously showing that doing that. In the conditions, isn't working, and so I, I think he, he really should take a break. You know what I mean? When he is feeling a lot better, then get back to it. But it, it that's easy for me to say because I'm not, I'm not a fighter. You know what I mean? He wanna might wanna stay in there, and I mean it's it, it's all he knows, training day in day out. So, mm. but that that's my my look, on Is just to take a step back and let yourself recover. You know, the body does need time to recover. So, yeah, um, yeah but that's it from the sort of news items. Now, obviously, not not many, um, but after, like, usually after the night of fights, you don't get much, except for the term, in terms of being on that event. So uh, I believe we have some uh, listener questions that right. You have some interesting questions. I do
0: my favorite part of the show. <laughs> um, so we have got one from Luke, but it's not MMA related, so I'll save that for the end. Okay. Um, so we've got one from Chris, uh, Unmatched. Um, so he said, uh, just like the pay per view we just saw, UFC 260 main card is pretty stacked as well with two title fights and full matchups. Uh, which main card fighter is the most compelling? Slash interesting to you. Yeah, um and honestly I think
1: I've got to say two sixty, um, it is is a great main card. I mean, when when's there's that that matches, yeah, is the it? March. Yeah. So you know, you get like five title fights in one month. Um, you know, it's got if you got a Nate and Garnu, you know, fighting Stipe. Yeah, and then, game Brian Ortega. Yeah, and then you've also got Woodley's on there fighting for Zende um, which I don't think is the best match for for Woodley, but we'll see. You got uh, Sugar, undefeated Sean O'Malley, uh, coming back uh, against Thomas Almeida. Uh, it's obvious how how that goes. You got Gillian Robertson against Miranda Maverick, which would be a good fight. Um, Yeah, I, I think UFC uh, 260, I'm looking forward to that one. That one does it intrigue me to see how Angani approaches that, that that fight the second time around. You know, the, does he change it up and not just focus on the power punches? Because we know Steve they can take them and use head movement. So it'd be interesting to see how he comes in with that fight. Um, and it's very interesting to see, let's say, Brian Ortega two against Volkovski. See how he,
0: he does with that. Um, what what about yours? Well, first of all, I think you may have misunderstood the question. Mm-hmm. Um, so you said which main card fight is the most compelling slash interesting to you? Like which single fight? Oh, okay. Well, I
1: do. I'd probably say Nganu then after after all that rant. <laughs> um probably the Nganu, Stepe one. Uh, as I say I'm interested to see how he approaches it the second time round, knowing that Stepe can take his punches and use a lot of head movement to get out the way.
0: Um so yeah, I'd probably say that one.
1: You know.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say that myself. I think Ngarnu is a much smarter fighter now than he was first time around. We've seen how much his game has improved overall. Um, his stamina seems to be better. His cardio seems to be better. Um, you know, he's, he's still got that awesome power. And yeah, you know, Stepe took, took them first time round, but you know, if he if he catches you with a couple in, in succession, it you're going night night. So yeah, uh, yeah, that that's the most uh, compelling and interesting to me as well. Um, so we've got one from uh, Greg from the and then some more podcast yeah um, I, was, I was and I was forget to add them more yeah. um, so is Greg said I think a lot of us were... Sh- now I've told you about this put your phone on do not disturb that man well it's not mine cuz man's on do not disturb cuz I, mean, I don't want to be disturbed <laughs>
1: yeah that was my bad um, yeah okay so I- as you were saying before, I rudely interrupted, but I was actually interrupting, but yeah, go on.
0: This is the type of stuff I've got to put up with. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Greg said, I think a lot of us were shocked at just how much of a size difference between Jan and Izzy. Um, so you'll ask a two-part question. Do you think it was a mistake? We've kind of covered this a little bit, but we'll answer it anyway. Yeah. Uh, do you think it was a mistake for Izzy to not put on extra weight for 205? And is John versus is he now an unrealistic matchup for the foreseeable future? So um yeah, I do think it was a mistake for him to not put extra weight on it. Did we did say that earlier. Um he's gone in he's weighed in it, you know, under the light heavyweight limit and stayed under the light heavyweight limit, whereas Jan has gone in at the light heavyweight limit and then increased himself to a small heavyweight. And that was that was a crucial crucial thing. I think if he if he's going to come back to light heavy, he's got to he's got a weigh in at two hundred five, and he's got to bulk up a bit after it. He's got to put that extra weight on um, to really match up with with the most most of the light heavyweight division. Um, and John versus Izzy is one hundred percent an unrealistic match for the foreseeable future, right now. Um, you know especially if John is going up to heavyweight, which we know he is. Yep. Um John going to heavyweight is is you know, he's gonna look twice the size of his <laughs> It's it's, it's gonna be a complete mismatch. Um and again John was you know he's 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 long as well. So mm. it's just yeah, right now it's it's completely unrealistic.
1: Yeah, um I I think I I'd agree obviously as he said you didn't have any regrets in how he, you know, approached the the, the weight and, and, and whatnot, which is understandable because you always had uh, plans of going back down to middleweight after the fight anyway. So maybe you didn't want to bulk up too much because then it's more to take off when you come hmm. to, when he comes down to middleweight again. Um, I don't think it was, from my point of view, I don't think it was the best idea to just come in at £200, but... Obviously, for that reason, he has. Obviously, as we know, yang coming a lot heavier, which was the big factor when the, the fight hit the floor. You know, Jan was able to control them. Izzy was trying to breach, and obviously his legs were fatigued, and he just weren't able to shift yang So I think it was a mistake for him to not put on the extra weight, but I understand why he hasn't done it, because he was going back down anyway. In terms of... John versus Izzy, uh, as of right now, yeah, I think it's unrealistic. I think Izzy needs to go back down to middleweight and, you know, solidify himself as one of the best middleweights in there. You know, he, he has aspirations of being the greatest of all time. I think middleweight's where he could do it as far as, you know, Johnny's going up to heavyweight, you know, if, if Izzy's going to, you know, have trouble getting up to life heavy then you know and i can't see john come down anytime soon i think he's going to make a run for that belt and also solidify his position as one of the greatest as well so mm. yeah i definitely think it's unrealistic for at least this foreseeable future not to say that we won't see it at all but as of right now yeah it's very unrealistic
0: yeah um yeah great question Uh greg thank you very much uh, got one from Cyrus. Um, try and so hopefully we, we do answer this right. Yeah. Um, it's, in, it's a bit muddled up, uh, but we'll we'll do our very best. So he's put though is he lost? And it's obvious that he could fight at 205. or Jan literally smoked Reyes and Rockhold. Um Is it just that I am not sure he is great at 205? Uh, by that he means is he? But he is great at one eighty five. Um, so, his question is Are MMA fans fickle that they don't realise Izzy's performance? Um, but it, So, I think what he's trying to get at is Are it, they it fickle for not recognising how, how good, good his performance Jan's, was against Jan? Is well, is no, it? I think more it's a they it, it fickle in not recognising how good Jan's performance was? That Jan is just so much better was just so damn good on the night, kind of think. Yeah. Um, they just, like you said, kind of the focus was on Izzy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Jan kind of got overlooked. I think he even sort of mentioned it himself. So um, I think he mentioned to Dana that Dana doesn't respect him. Yeah. Which is understandable. Doesn't believe in him. Yeah. Doesn't believe to, in him,
1: as well I said. To answer that question, yeah, I think um, Jan's performance was great. I think he took a, a good approach you know, he he's taken on the current middleweight champion in his first defense. He comes in with a good good game plan, you know, he, he takes his time, he doesn't rush in. You know, he, he doesn't throw as many kicks because you know Izzy's got the speed and could counter him. You know, he, he takes his time, he he gets, you know, takedowns and he makes use of them with grand and pounds. For me, I think for the first defence, you know, it it's an incredible win and it, it shows his uh, IQ as well in terms of fighting, you know, how to approach fights, different fighters, you know, coming in with different game plans, you know what I mean? He, he had a good approach. We've just seen Jan do fighters he toe-to-toe for five rounds where other people have been knocked out by him, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, obviously, he doesn't regret the the weight difference and stuff in terms of Izzy, but, you know, so he he didn't have any problems coming in. It's not like he he made an excuse either of why he got beat. It's just, I weren't there on the night. I'm going to be back. So, yeah, like, I think it is fickle, you know what I mean? And even then, Mm. with Izzy, he's done very well to come up, to challenge himself, you know, Take some good shots from Jan. Not, n- not, not be dazed or anything. He, he's he's tried his best for, for what he's had. So, I think they both great performances.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, final question then. As you say, it's from uh, Mook, but it's not MMA related, so it's nice, nice bit of fun to finish on. Uh, so Mook's asked us to. Uh, hit them with, his, with our top three favourite films. Uh, so the ones that you've watched, seen a million times, but still watch if it's on. Mm, okay. Um, do you want to go first? Or... Um, so for me, I'd probably say Pulp Fiction, The Departed. And I'm going to sort of bundle these as one. The rush hours,
1: oh, okay,
0: yeah.
1: Um, I'd probably go go snatch. Um, I'd I don't know, like, I'd go Lord Lord of the Rings. Like i think if one's on, I'd I'd you know watch it regardless. But then I'd have to watch the others as well. Um, <laughs> so I'd probably go like Lord of the Rings and then. Um, Goodfellas, oh, always enjoy, enjoy Goodfellas. Even though I watched it a number of times. But he he mentioned something about watching it regardless of how many times you watched it. Remember when I was I was younger, I <laughs> used to always have a thing of watching Scarface and the Warriors. <laughs> the, the Warriors is good, but you come to realise like how much of a a hole Tony Montana was. People might thinky that, but you know, he 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 kills his own mate. You know what I mean, for
0: being with his sister. So, mm. I mean, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. When you said when you said a hole, then I thought you're gonna start calling one of the warriors an a hole. I was gonna drive around here asking, but you. Oh um, no, no, the the, the warrior is good, but in terms of
1: Tony Montana, yeah, he he, he turns into a bit of a baby prick, um, as he lets the power get to him and that. But yeah. Uh, very good questions.
0: Uh, we'd love to have some more uh, next time yeah, as that, well. Um, that's on us. We we didn't give a lot of notice, in fairness. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> next time we will we will give notice because there was some um, notable people missing that asked us last time and didn't this yeah. time, but we still got a few in. Um, yeah. So Izzy wasn't did, well, just didn't get it done. Yeah. Um, and that is, that is what you leave on. Uh, we've got one new champ, not in the manner he would have wanted, but we've got one new champ. Uh, Amanda solidified the position, and uh, Jan earned some new respect.
1: Yeah, and we will
0: be back very soon uh, with the
1: two fighters that we, we spoke about on the previous episode also, so we're looking forward to that, and interviewing them um and obviously you'll find out the reason why it didn't happen last time but that that's to come.
0: It is. So yeah keep an eye out for that one and um thanks for listening. Thanks for the support. necessary.